Hey friends, welcome to The Social Society. We are the modern day marketing agency that has quite literally turned the branding world upside down. Over the past several years, we have been traveling the world, working with trailblazers and industry innovators. But our secret is our team. We are about to give you the inside scoop into what we do and who we are. So get comfy, grab a drink of choice, and be ready for some mic drop moments. Right now, it is 2.22 on 2.2, and welcome back to the Social Society Podcast at 2.22 on 2.2. Um, today, we got Jade and Amanda for the first time. Amanda, go ahead and introduce yourself. Hello. Tell us who you are. Hey, Social Societies. I'm Amanda. I am your visual assistant um, on content days and brand immersions. I'm there helping Kyle and Melissa, and then I get to be a second set of hands on set, too, to really help anybody there. So, yep. Nice, nice. Our and, ray of sunshine. Oh, yeah. Oh, our ray of sunshine. Yes. Makes everyone smile because <laughs> she always has a smile. Yes. Um, today, we're doing a, a mic drop episode. Oh. So another mic drop, which is where we go a little bit off cuff and don't like, you know. We, we don't we, hold back. We don't nope. hold back. Not we're, we're, hold not, back. we're not business professions whenever we do this. Um, we're, <laughs> real, we're real people. Yeah. Um, and today, for our mic drop episode, we're talking about mental health. And... Um, how that relates to us working, not working, how we kind of maneuver the world and professional life and creativity. Um, creatives, I feel like all of us kind of struggle a little bit mental health wise, like we're all yeah. a little bit crazy. Yeah. So talking about the crazy creativities, cr- yeah. the crazy creatives. Crazy, crazy um, creatives. Tongue twister. Yeah, yeah. Same and uh, <laughs> I know... Creatives. For me personally, um, I struggle with anxiety and I don't, I don't, I live, I have anxiety and uh, also been diagnosed with depression, but I think that I'm ADHD and I'm like working with my doctor on that now uh, to get properly diagnosed. I feel like I've had the wrong diagnosis for a very long time, but which is um, really common, very common Unfortunately, uh, to yes. get misdiagnosed. And yeah. um, I feel like for a long time I was misdiagnosed where my, they had my depression heavy, but I was definitely feeling way more anxious and more anxiety. But from a lot of this studying that I've done, I feel like that's all just a byproduct of the ADHD uh, more so. But anyways, <laughs> what about you guys? What are y'all? What's y'all's problems? What is okay. wrong with you? <laughs> What's wrong with uh, you? Let's see. Oh. So for me, it started with my second born. Um, after that, my I'd never really struggled with anxiety. And all of a sudden, like I couldn't even go home. I was like, I have this baby. I already have another one. And I literally couldn't go home. Um, and since then, I have been on different medications. Um, I've also been diagnosed with CPTSD. Um, which is PTSD, but it's more complex. So it means that it wasn't just one incident that happened. It was a series of events that create the PTSD. So um, for me, it was just the way I grew up and things like that. So, um, so yeah, it's been a journey for sure. Yeah, I as well, PTSD, uh, uh, anxiety, depression, um, and I'm also autistic. So hmm. that, yeah, it's I didn't done for that. Yeah. yeah fun fact of the day. Fun fact of the day. <laughs> Jade is, is, on autistic. The, is on the spectrum. I'm on the spectrum, yeah. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's it's interesting. I you did an autism survey the other day, which yeah. I'm, I'm not, but uh, 
I relate it to like a lot of probably because of other mental health, but there was a lot of things mm-hmm. on there that definitely like get to me. Yeah. Um, There's a lot of overlap between ADHD and autism as well. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. We're all crazy. We're all. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let me ask, how do you feel like both of you, you're it with COVID? Uh, for me personally, like my social anxiety, mag- magnet magnified times a million it it seems like like whatever i had like a little bit going into like 2019 you know the kind of that it was like a little there but i could still i could fight through it i could do what i needed to do pretty easy and then once covid hit um it was like exponential i i found it hard to go anywhere to do anything and still crowded places i just anxiety goes way extreme um but definitely noticed a big jump after covid and i know oh yeah covid for me so last year um i had covid and then about two weeks later i had a manic episode for the first time in my life and um, i was actually committed to a mental hospital i spent four days there um just trying to recover from that Um, So COVID really, it was a COVID-induced mental health issue. Um, And then after that, um, I had this very high, high. And so I had this really low, low. Um, And when it comes to work, though, I think it's really important that we talk about our mental health and that our people that we work with know what's going on. Um, Because there was one event that I think it was probably the lowest of my depression. We were on an event and I think I just was not there. And Haley came to me later and was like, hey, like, I noticed, you know, you were a little off, you know, what's up? And it wasn't like, you know, what's up? You were you were off. It was more, I know that there's something going on and what's wrong. And like, so it was very, um, you know, oh, my voice I is shaking. Oh. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was, it meant a lot, but it also, for the first time, made me realize how bad the depression was, that it was now affecting my work, yeah. um, which it had never affected my work before. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I remember when I was in school, I just... I had, I mean, school was a little different for me, college, because, you know, my dad had just passed away as well. So navigating all of that on top of losing, you know, like my best friend and father was just absolutely wild. But I remember there was just this one week where I could not get out of bed and my roommate was so worried and she actually had to call um, my mom and my sister. So, and they came and they got me and they took me home for a week. um, So I could just like kind of get myself back together Um, and then, and like, that was the depression. And then like two or three years later, it happened again. But then I realized that that was the anxiety. And it's so Mm -hmm. interesting how, you know, like we're talking about, like there's overlap between autism and and ADHD. There's also a lot of overlap between depression and anxiety, you know, like those days where you just cannot get out of bed. And it's like, depression is kind of like, well, I can't get out of bed. Like, you, like let's just not do anything. You know, let's just stay mm-hmm. cocooned up in here, yep. um, and and never and never leave. But then anxiety is like, is like we have to do everything. We have to do everything. We have to do it as quickly as possible. And it's just so overwhelming that it's debilitating. And you're just like, I have to. I'm gonna stay in bed because. Yeah what else am I going to do? You know, just like even thinking of doing those tasks is so, so daunting, yeah. you know, I, I think they, 
Yeah, it's like hand in hand because my when I struggle, when I look at like the last two years and I look and I think about my depression, my depression stemmed like nine times out of 10 from an anxious feeling over something I had to do. And then that would be debilitating to me and like work piles up or, or tasks pile up around the house or whatever. And then I get anxious about I have this task, this task, this task, this task. And then I don't know where to start. Like my mind just, I, I can't focus on any of them. It's like all of these things are just running around and I don't know what to do. They, I can't do it. And I just like shut down. I'll well, usually with. we leave. We'll have to go to the store or do something yeah. and just go walk around and mm-hmm. um, really break it up. And um, yeah, because it, it can be very debilitating. Yeah. How else do you guys like deal like I guess just deal with it just cope and you know go through it like how do you go through life you know what are what are your outlets hmm well okay so we have a Monday morning meeting um every Monday well every Monday morning obviously <laughs> no it's actually every Tuesday we have Monday morning meetings <laughs> Monday morning on, Tuesday. Tuesdays. on Tuesdays faithfully uh, okay <laughs> There was, it was the beginning of October and Candace was like, okay, we have two months left in the year. What are you going to do? And I was like, you know what? I'm going to make my bed because depression is keeping me in this bed. Um, I don't want to get up. And if I can just get up and make the bed, I can do that. And I have successfully, I did not do it today. Um, if I'm being real, but I've successfully too early. <laughs> too early to make the bed today. Yeah, well, oh, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. since then, that's been something that's really helped. And I, I loved that that spawned out of just a simple question that Candace asked. Yeah. Setting little goals for yourself. Mm-hmm. So helpful. And I think like with with the ADHD and the in the, the crazy feelings and the anxiety, things that I do that do put structure. I don't like structure. I hate structure, actually. Like it just I don't it doesn't work with me. Um, but when I can do little structured things or tasks that kind of get me in a in the in the motion or like, you know, does, it, does that make sense? Like. Yeah. Um, making my daily coffee is, is a thing that is a moment that I cherish every day and then I slow down. I make a pour over every day. So it's not a fast coffee. I have to take my time and I have to like enjoy the process of it or else I wouldn't make it like that every day. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I really have to slow down mm-hmm. to let everything go away and I just make our coffee I every was morning. I was about to say, I got spoiled. <laughs> Actually, we haven't mentioned that yet on the podcast. We're but thruple. yes, we're thruple. Uh, <laughs> thruple. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm spoiled, and I get coffee in bed. I pour over coffee in bed every morning. That's how it should be. Yes, yeah. it is. It should be that way. I'm glad yeah. you're yeah. doing your job, Kyle. Yeah. <laughs> she she gets yeah usually two, but but that that like <laughs> yeah, that part of the day is like is a is huge for me. Like if I yeah. don't have that part of the day, then mm-hmm. I then I really feel frazzled. Like I have mm-hmm. to have that structure, I guess, in the beginning to like. I don't know. And I, I think we've talked about another podcast before about how like members of our team bring like different assets. And I feel like that structure helps us on the team, too, when you brought up working with mental health, which is really you said, how do you do it every day? The hardest part, I think, is those is those like, you know, having to be in our society like, you know, yeah. you, you have you have these things that you have to uphold. You have to do. We have to work. We have to have jobs as much as I would love to just be a hermit 
and stay at home with my kids all day, every day and not do anything else. Like I have to. Um, And being in an environment where like we can have a whole podcast episode just dedicated to like our struggles and, and how we overcome it or what we do and having a boss that, you know, Haley will check on us. Um, we were, I had a anxiety attack, probably one of my worst anxiety attacks ever was on a, on a retreat with a client. Um, and as I said, I, I struggle with going out places. And so that dinner um, afterwards is really hard for me a lot of times to go into a restaurant to be surrounded by all these people. I just mm-hmm. feel anxiety the whole time I'm in there. Yeah. Um, and it's something that, you know, usually like I work, I, I enjoy it as well. Like I enjoy those moments with, with clients, with our team. So I, I fight through it and I do it in that night. Like we were in Nashville, which, you know, everything is loud and, and just in your face. And lights everywhere. Lights everywhere. everywhere. And I just, we had done it a couple of times. Like we went into a few places and we were kind of just hanging out. And then it got to where every minute it was just like growing and growing and growing. Getting and then bigger. the next thing I know, I was in a fetal position in a parking, in, in a lot. parking lot yeah. in the middle yeah. of Nashville crying, mm-hmm. like feeling like a failure, you know, in those moments, like imposter syndrome yeah. gets me so big. Like, what are you even doing? Yeah. You're a fraud. Like, yeah. you know, someone like you shouldn't be in this position. You know, you, you don't deserve this. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, wait till you get back home. And then I get a text from Haley. Hey, you guys want to meet? And I'm like, Oh gosh, here it comes. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then it's not that it's Haley taking us out to coffee and going, Hey, like, how are you guys? Mm-hmm. Like, let's, you know, it's not the what what I think and what I dread. It's it's hey, how can I support you in this and, and yeah. what can we do? And we hope you're enjoying this episode. If your content is feeling stale, it's time to breathe some life and energy back into your visuals. Our content days are the perfect way to do just that. Work with our amazing team to capture hundreds of photos and professional video content in just one day. Whether you are launching something new or just need some new photos for your products or brand, we do it all. Head over to our Instagram and send us a DM to reserve your spot. Which I think the more we all talk about it, the more that, you know, jobs can really start to accommodate for mental health because you accommodate um, for disabilities and mental health. I mean, it's it's a serious, serious issue. So it is a disability, you know. And it can literally be debilitating, like we talked about. But working with the social society is just so great because we're a family and we know each other. So we know when something is, you know, off or, you know, if someone needs a break. Uh, It's so even the event we went to last night, I was telling Chloe, I was like, um, I went over to meet um, a woman who was asking about our soul symbols and, you know, telling her that I was the designer. And then I had just kind of had enough and I like slipped out and Kyle slipped right in and then <laughs> Kyle slipped out and Chloe slipped right in. And it's just seamless. Like it's not even just the emergence and when we work, it's just everyday life. We just work like a well-oiled machine. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's so it's so cool and incredible. And to have an environment like that that has structure but also flow and where people are so deeply caring about you makes it it it, it makes it easier to um to be open about it and to mm-hmm. be like hey i'm really struggling today like i think i just need to stop you know i need a break i mean imagine that there's people that 
they can't talk about that at work. Like you, yeah. you may. It's taboo. Yeah, it's taboo yeah. that maybe you know you would get fired, or if people mm-hmm. knew of struggles or or whatever. But um, it's liberating and freeing to be in an environment where you, that you don't have to worry about that aspect of things, like. Um, and that they understand that aspect of things. It was kind of my first job as like a full-time creative. Um, It was really cool because I had a boss that as soon as I started said, hey, if you need to spend an hour looking out the window, you can spend an hour looking out the window. Um, He said, I don't understand creatives and I'm not trying to, so whatever (laughs) you need to do, go do. And it it was like really freeing. And I learned, I learned how to make videos at that job. Like I didn't know how to, and Mm -hmm. you know, but here is kind of almost like that same thing, but not, I don't understand. It's like, Hey, I understand Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. life is hard, especially in a post COVID United States, um, in the world that we live in now, 2023, like life is tough, but I understand that. How can I support you? How can I help you? And when that happens, then I'm able to produce my best work I know um, because I feel free and I feel open and and able to do so. Yeah. Now I have a question is your like creative spirit, basically, is it a byproduct of your mental health? Because I know for me it is Yeah. like design came about because I grew up in an abusive household and it was my escape. I could just get out of my head. You know, as I've mentioned before, I was obsessed with One Direction. and uh, Which you mentioned that on two podcasts now. (laughs) Still are obsessed. I don't know. I'm just saying. Am I I still obsessed? Oh, my God. (laughs) But they they really did play, like, a big role in my life at, like, a time when I was just really going through it. And I would sit downstairs and I would design things and whatnot. And it was just an escape from my reality. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of how... It, it, I guess it's kind of like two diagnoses in mm-hmm. one, you know, like the PTSD as well as, you know, the autism and just kind of like being like that, like obsessive and, you know, just being like super hyper fixated on something right. um, as well as, you know, just kind of needing to escape my reality and just get out of my head and or I guess really get into my head so I can get out of reality mm-hmm. and feel safe for once, you know, in, in some kind of capacity. So that's, that's honestly how I got into design. Yeah. Creativity for me was always an outlet growing up. Um, my past was like really bad. Uh, my father died when I was really young. My mother was diagnosed with AIDS when I was really young. And then she died in my adolescence and there was just a lot of stuff. And but early on, my mom put me in art therapy. And, um, and so I was taught to like draw my feelings and taught all these different art expressions and was drawn to art, but never like knew what it was. Mm-hmm. I just enjoyed art. And I kind of consider myself like a Jack of all trades in art for a long time, but like a master of none or whatever they call it. Like That's I could right. do kind of like everything art. I can draw, I can paint, I can like, but nothing is going to like sell or win first prize in something. It's just yeah. all going to be like, okay, yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. Like, but it's not great. It's just yeah. not. And then. Like, you use that as an ashtray? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. That's cool. Like, um, and then video was, was completely different. Music though has always to been, um, I didn't listen to one direction. Um, 
But that's on uh, you. Yeah, that's, that's on me. I, I found his character flaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think definitely though, creativity has gotten me out of the hardest moments of my life and and allowed me. And then video, once I once I tapped into video, it was like, okay, this is the art expression that I was meant to mm-hmm. like find a long time ago. This was the one when you used to get hyper fixated. I hyper fixate on a lot of things. And usually I will for like a, a little bit and then I'm mm-hmm. on to the next thing. And I'll little do that for a little bit and I'm on to the next thing. I love it. But video was like, oh, okay. Yeah. Like this, <laughs> this, this one's going to stick. This is going to stick for yeah. a little bit. And then mm-hmm. 10 plus years later, I've, I've had ideas for 500 other businesses, but this is the, the only one I stay with. <laughs> this is the one that sticks yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. And what about you, Amanda? Because you have, you know, like a coloring book, right? And yeah, Mm. so I created a workbook for mental health um, for teens. Um, It's a uh, boys and girls club. And so I created this workbook that we could talk through their trauma. We could uh, learn different breathing techniques, learn different things. That way, when they're feeling overwhelmed, they know kind of what to do. And um, it's got a lot of coloring in it because that's just that's soothing. If you're in those moments and you need to soothe yourself, you can just color. Um, and I, I feel like a lot of the times I'm most creative when I am feeling there's something that's happened and, and it's affecting me and I can journal about it. So my creativity is more of a personal, private creativity um, mm-hmm. that I keep to myself a lot. Um, and that's OK. So, yeah. I, and I'm just saying that because a lot of people think that they're not creative because they don't, you don't see it. But uh, for a long time, I did not consider myself creative, but I am. It's just in a different way. Absolutely. Yeah. Just how a lot of people don't consider mental health like issues to be some a sort of disability, you know, because mm-hmm. it's it's invisible. They call it the invisible disability, um, you know, but uh, but yeah, that makes sense. Even yeah. how her, she created the book, which it's her story to tell, but she out of the hospital stay the hospital sucked you know we can go like they were horrible uh it was yes, the worst spent a lot of time in situation hospitals. i i cussed multiple people out at multiple <laughs> different times while I was, while she was in there but they didn't do anything to help her mm. and so she had to lean on creativity and what she knew to get her through this week yeah. stay in this hospital while they neglected her because she wasn't crazy mm-hmm. like what they thought warranted a stay in this hospital. But yeah. she was out of character for her. So she yes. needed help. Yes. But yeah. she was like, but since she wasn't displaying these crazy things, I, yeah. I hate using that word, but um they weren't treating her or giving her the, the attention that she needed and yep. deserved. Well, and I, I've had, I've been in therapy now for four years. I've done different techniques, EMDR, C, uh, C, is it CPT? I think so. Um, just different techniques. And that's really what got me through that hospital stay was knowing that I had the tools. I had created this, the safety for myself. Um, so no matter where I was, I felt safe and I knew what to do. And so that's kind of like once I had to do that for myself, I tried to mimic that in this journal for for teens. Literally, like the next yeah. week, we get a text message that says, hey, do you know a, of a mental the health curriculum. workbook <laughs> for teens? And she was like, no, but I can write no. one real quick. And yeah. so 
within like a week, she wrote this whole. I was still in my manic out. episode. I think I was coming down a little bit, yeah. so I had yeah. a lot of energy still, mm-hmm. and I cranked out this workbook in like a week. But wow, anyway, that's incredible. It's good. That's nice. Good. good. Can we? Well, yes. Oh, okay. yeah. so, I read my mind because I was. I've been eyeing the card. Shit's been heavy. <laughs> <laughs> Let's uh let's, let's lighten up the mood. Let's lighten the mood and get a little bit closer with Let Amanda pick. With table oh, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't picked yet. All right, let's oh, see. Carl. Table talk. Just like a man. <sighs> Name one activity that always brings you joy. Such a great question oh, for this it's episode. So good. Okay. I'm glad this, I picked this one. I like that one. One Do you want to go first? Activity. Sure, I'll go first. So I love hiking. I do not do it enough, but when I get out there like and I'm just hiking? in nature, I love hiking. Really? Or just walking yeah, in general. Yeah, even just really. walking in general, but really it's being in nature, being away from everything else and just immersing myself in the just nature and getting away from the noise. But when I can tell that she's in a bad mood a lot of times, I go, hey, let's go, go for a walk. Let's go for a walk. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I should start doing so that, like ironically. Let's go for a silly little mental health walk, and then like it'll actually help me. Yeah. You know, when you start doing something ironically, and then it ends up like being unironic, and you're like, <laughs> like <you>. TikTok. <laughs> I got TikTok and was like, oh, <laughs> what's it all about? And I'm now I'm addicted. Yeah, I had to, I had to <laughs> shut off TikTok. It was too much. What's your one activity? One activity. One, does cuddling my dog count? Yes, yes that definitely. definitely bring you joy. He hates it. He hates it, but I love it. Yeah. I just love to kiss his little snoot. His, Our cats hate so it, too. What, what kind of dog do you have? A black lab. Oh. Yeah. He's do they baby. shed a lot? I'm just curious. Yes. Okay. His best friend is a golden retriever, and I swear Ooh. sometimes our dog sheds more. Wow. It's, you should see our kitchen. Huh. Hmm. <laughs> For me, one activity that always brings me joy. You dirty bird. I was going to say hang out with my kids. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all are the best. No, you led us into that one. You gaslit us into that. (laughs) Definitely hanging out with my kids, though. Uh, Our kids, we have five kids. and You have the cutest blended family, I swear. We do. Yep. Yeah, it's fact, actual factual. Uh, <laughs> recently, we got a basketball goal, and for Christmas, it's and the best just, thing ever. Our kids have been outside all winter, like every day, playing basketball, and so like even though it like wears me out, I've been out there with them like almost every day. I bought this little like green track jacket that I call my coach's jacket. And oh, I go out God. there with just them like to play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to play horse or whatever and I, that that has like really become just one of my favorite activities because it's something that we didn't really expect we my our youngest made our basketball team at school that's why we that's one of the main reasons why we bought it was so that you know we could just and then bam all of the kids are, even the oldest even she's the 15. oldest did, she just she walks herself in the room all day and she's out there playing with us so oh, it's pretty it. cool it's been great that's great um, so basketball with the fam Nice. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. And Sweet. That's well, it. I think that's it for All this right. episode. We're done. Mic drop. If you enjoyed this episode, let's move this relationship to the next level. The friend zone, baby. Head to the show notes and click the link to join our close friends list where you will gain access to knowing where we are, all our adventures, and exclusive pop-up offers at locations around the world. Plus, we hold nothing back on our close friends stories on IG. See you there.